Welcome back to another edition of Mediocre All Stars, the audio log. No middle keeps it. Hey, it's your boy Martin. It's your boy Eli. All right. And um, yesterday was your birthday. Yes, it was. Big old 27th, because what you going to do on your 27th birthday? What do you do on your 27th birthday? Because I know what I did. On my but. 27th birthday, uh, I probably went to Applebee's or some shit. I didn't do anything. No, I remember. Actually, my parents, they took me to the all-you-can-eat seafood buffet. Right where? At, at, at Sunset Station. Nice. They got an all you Oh, yeah, they do, huh? That oyster bar. Nice. Okay, but enough about me. Yeah. Uh, we uh, were, what I did, right? Yeah, where'd we go? Uh... We went to Habashi, Habashi Japanese Grill. I thought it was Musashi. Musashi. Oh, fuck. <laughs> what is it? It's a Habachi, but it's Musabi Habachi Japanese it Grill. It was uh, Yoshimitsu. Yeah, there you go. Japanese. Soul Calibur too. It was a Mitsubishi <laughs> Steakhouse. It was the Lancer Steakhouse. <laughs> yeah, but it was it was good, man. Like I've been to one before. Uh, it was closer to the east side. And that one was a lot better. Uh, the way they set it up is just a lot easier. They they have more of a, uh, like, how do you say? Um, it's sort of like a whole meal. You pay for the whole meal, and then uh, you get it uh, section by section. Oh, I see. Where, you know how he was cooking things all at once? where Or he cooked the rice first, and then he cooked everything? It was kind of like that, but... We only paid for chicken where you pay for the whole meal and then you get all of the food as uh, portion size where he was only just giving us like small like two or three. I see what things. you're saying. Yeah. So are you saying that the one that we went to last night is more a la carte? Yeah. Or you more you order more multiple things? Yeah. Or the other one is like a meal? Yeah, you order the whole thing at once. But that's it seems like you get more variety. Was this place that we went to? The other one had an awesome variety as well. There was you got you got steak, you got chicken, you even get like a different variety of like cuts of steak and whatnot. And then their rice was so much better. I don't know. I'm a big fan of rice. No, you hate rice. I you, like rice. You if your, it's drenched in something, you always get your like burritos rice free. Hey, I don't like Hispanic rice. I like Japanese rice. It's just it's Spanish rice, not yes. Hispanic. Don't be racist. <laughs> He's a Hispanic. I'm a Hispanic. <laughs> and then other thing we did, right, is uh, my girlfriend, she ended up buying me or getting me a suite at the Signature at MGM. That place is nice. It was pretty dope. It was nice. We were on the 33rd floor. I got a bunch of stuff linked to my Instagram if you want to check pretty it out. Up. You take a lot of pictures up there? Yeah, it was dope. Is there a balcony? Yeah, it was a balcony. Oh, oh yeah. You know, there is a balcony. <laughs> um, Dominique, she was telling me about how you were on the balcony just like in your underwear. Yeah. <laughs> in I your fuck, underwear. Right? And then she no. tried to Snapchat you or some shit, but yeah. you didn't let her, or how did that go? Yeah, pretty much. That would have like... been so great. Oh my God. <laughs> or it was like Instagram um, uh, story or whatever. Yeah, I was yeah. chilling in my boxes and I put, I uh, pulled one of the bar stools from the, like the kitchen area. Just and... chilling. Did you smoke? Uh, Yeah, I smoked a little bit. Yeah. But, um, smoked some marijuanas? A little bit. Now that it's legal in Vegas, you can do you can do it anyway. You just break the I law. know. Break I'm just saying. I this was uh mid, or this was legal shit that I bought. This yeah. isn't from the homie down the street. This was actual dispensary stuff. I've been smoking since like, not since, but the first time I smoked it was like 2001, 2002. Really? Yeah. First time it was my sister. I was like in middle school still. Yeah, I smoked in middle school too. It was, yeah, it was in middle school. 
And um, my dad, he had a plant that he was growing in the backyard. Nice. And it was it was big enough. It was sprouting. It was it was perfect. It was, was it actually it was budding? Right. Yeah, it was everything. Oh, shit. So my sister picked it. She dried it up. She did the whole thing. I don't know. She probably... YouTube wasn't a thing, so she obviously learned it from someone. That's crazy. And uh, she made uh, a little apple pipe or whatever. Mm-hmm. We smoked out of that. Nice. Yeah, my mom was uh my mom was a, a green thumb as well. So in the back of her yard at, at the street that we were growing up on or that I grew up on, um, she had like this little garden. She actually grew like watermelons, lemons, uh, tomatoes, a bunch of different things. And um, my sister was a big stoner at the time. So what she was doing back when you actually got seeds in your weed, you don't see seeds anymore in your weed. I know it's like it's 2017. Yeah. Seeds are <laughs> if you're getting seeds still, you need. You need Step to check your grow. Yeah. But um, she would throw the seeds into the garden, right? And then every time my mom would go out there, she would just do her normal garden thing. And then it actually started sprouting. And my mom was like, she grabbed my, my sister by the back of her neck. She's like, are you growing marijuana in my fucking plants? And oh, I thought your sister, I thought it was your mom growing the plant. No, my sister, sister was, was doing it. Oh. And she grabbed her by the back of the neck and was like, come here. Are you growing marijuana in my plants? And she was like... I was just throwing the seeds in there. She was like, I wish you would have told me. Then I would have, you know, came off and made like a little section and we would have, you know. Oh, so she wasn't really mad about it. <laughs> no. She kind of like, she kind of She was totally out. about it, but she was yeah. like, I wish you would have told me because then I would have tended it a little better. Just give you a little pat on the head. <laughs> for real. Hey, just let me know next time. Yeah, my mom, was, shit. my mom was cool with marijuana. For Yeah, I know. You should smoke with your mom. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot what you were doing. I don't remember where you were. I don't know where I was either, but. <laughs> but sometimes me and Ryan, we just like. We would go to your house and hoping that you would be there. We never called each other. Nobody no. had cell phones. No. So we just show up at each other's houses and you wouldn't be there. But your mom's like, uh, you can just hang out here until he gets home. Yeah. And then she would just smoke us out <laughs> like once or twice. But there, I always there, remember that. There was a couple of times where she would come in my room while I was doing homework and she'd be like, you want a bong hit? <laughs> like, yeah, I'll take a bong hit, mom. I can do my math better. <laughs> I can't do I can't do weed anymore. But I've already talked about that at, nause- at- nauseum. Thank you. <laughs> All right, so first topic, headlines. Um, the one story that stuck out to me the most because it impacts me like 100% was right, right. SoundCloud. Yeah. How SoundCloud supposedly was... Um, Lost funding and was out. It was going to shut down. In it, 50 days. They had 50 days of funding yeah. left and they were going to shut down. And it was like hip, uh, hot new hip hop. Mm-hmm. And um, DJ it, was, it was, was everywhere. Yeah, DJ yeah. Academics covered it. Everybody covered it because, you know, SoundCloud, there's... It builds rappers. Yeah. There are rappers that just build their whole career. A lot of the rappers that are hot right now are because yeah, of- like uh, most mostly underground, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Like because their music is all free, they make all their money in tours and, and merch. Right, right. But all their music is free. For example, Suicide Boys. Yeah. You don't have you don't never have to pay for their music ever. I mean, eventually you might. You can. If you I want mean, to. you can if you want to support them. Yeah. Um, but they don't really worry about that. They're like, if you want, we will always make our music free. We don't worry about. You know, making you want to pay for it. Right, right. You can if you want to support us directly, but just go to our shows, buy the merch. You'll support us. Our music will be free. See as what long I as don't. Do that. What I don't understand is, what did Chance the Rapper have to do with it? Did you read anything about that? I don't think he has anything to do with it because he went like and he had a, a meeting with the SoundCloud like people that run it, and then now they're not going to be disbanded in fifty days. Well, the thing, the thing about it, because I was looking into this, because this was really important. I'm like, holy shit. The reason why it impacts me directly is because 
this podcast, the RSS feed, is hosted by SoundCloud. Right. So if SoundCloud gets shut down, I can't spread this to iTunes and because right, you right. can listen to this anywhere. Right. Because, uh, for example, the the podcast uh, app that I use, uh, Republic, mm-hmm. that picks up their feed from iTunes. So if you're on iTunes, um, you can listen to it on any uh, podcast platform. yeah, platform mm-hmm. app or whatever. I'm trying to get on Google Play. I'm lazy, so I haven't done it yet, but I'm sure I can. If you can get on iTunes, I can yeah, get on, you Google, get on Play. Google Play. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, iTunes is the one that everybody picks up their shit off of, so that's the one I use. Right. But, turns out that, and I was looking to this DJ Academic, he made a really good point. He's like, SoundCloud has millions of eyes on it. Millions of users, and a lot of artists, they use it yeah. as their main platform, right? as we were alluding to. Mm-hmm. So, it's not going anywhere. No. It's not going anywhere. They just need funding from somewhere there's a lot to be had here a lot to be done here right so they just need funding from anywhere and somebody's going to do it like mm-hmm. i think they were trying to sell soundcloud's trying to sell to spotify well first uh the articles that were that i was reading that google play was going to buy it up uh see i don't want really google to take over google like will just google it and i like google stuff yeah i mean yeah, but Google just makes things really googly. You know, you see what they did to YouTube? Yeah. They just like, they corporate it up too much. Yeah. It's like two play-by-numbers. You do it this way. You meet all the checklists. You have to meet this criteria. Um, and SoundCloud isn't like that. It's kind of free roam. Mm-hmm. You kind of just do your thing. You upload whatever the fuck you want. Where when you're on... SoundCloud went with the pay option recently, which I didn't really appreciate. It's it an just, option though. Yeah, but... It kind of gets in the way of everything else, and then they're so ad-driven, too. Well, so yeah. is YouTube. Yeah, but... I mean, it's not going to change whether Google takes it over or not. Yeah. I mean, and, even, and YouTube has YouTube Red. You know, it's like exclusive content for payers. See, what's what's crazy, though, is Everybody like, it, does that. like I said, is I haven't really have to dealt with uh, any sort of ads recently because I'm a Google Play subscriber. And so with that, you get YouTube Red yeah. and then uh, free ad or non-ads. On every video, do you get more space on like Drive and all that shit yeah. too? Yeah, that's you, cool. I and then you get unlimited space on photos as well. So unlimited, yeah. So when you pay for Google Play, what is it like ten bucks a month? Yeah, nine nine nine, and it's just added on top of your phone bill, so you don't ever have to like. It's not a separate bill or anything. It's just added on top. No, I, I you already told me about how yeah. it's just on your bill, but I wasn't really sure how much you paid a month. I thought about it, but it's, I'm like, I don't know. It's really dope, like. You get, you know, everything new comes out every Friday. I would never use it. I would like, I would rarely, I mean, it's one of if those SoundCloud things. If SoundCloud drops, yeah, you probably use it. SoundCloud doesn't go anywhere. I know, it's not going anywhere. Because it has its own, it has its user base, which yeah. is huge. Millions and millions of people listen to SoundCloud. I listen to SoundCloud. Like, that's my main source that, for music. Don't get me wrong. It's definitely easy to find music on SoundCloud. If it was as easy to find music on Google Play as it Yeah, would, I agree. But the catalog on Google Play is so large that I end up just using Google Play even more. But it's just, it's like super mainstream. It's no, like there's mainstream. a lot of stuff on there. Uh, I actually went through, like, me personally went through uh, stuff that I've favorited on SoundCloud. Like, for example... And I found it on Google Play. I'm wondering if you can listen to, like, let's say, Ronnie J. Is he on Google Play? Probably not. Or fucking uh, XXXTentacion. Is he going to be on Google Play? Yeah, he, was actually, he was actually on there recently. Maybe, like, a couple of joints, but... But see, the, the thing that I appreciate there. the most about Google Play is that you can upload your own shit. So, I've uploaded all of Suicide Boys. I've downloaded oh, it from shit. their website, uploaded it to Google Play, and now I can listen to it. And you can even customize the album art, the songs, everything. 
and it's all good like you can listen to it at any time interesting yeah that's the big factor that sold me on google play is that you can edit your own shit when it's music that i really like um like i'll go to their band camp Mm-hmm. and download the flack files yeah. and that's what i upload. and then it's just it's local so it's not like i could be anywhere i could be like in the middle i can be on mars and it's just local onto my memory that's what it is on google play that's cool yeah that's why i appreciate you, you can do that with it. youtube too right you can download videos yeah and... you can save offline yeah i actually saved a bunch of like e3 stuff offline just because i didn't see it when it was uh live I saved a bunch, and then when I went on breakout work or whatever, I wouldn't watch it. It's kind of like the podcast model. Podcasts were doing that for a long time, where you could download the episode. Yeah. I used to do that on uh, Podcast Republic when I would go on those road trips. Yeah, because then it wasn't streaming. You can yeah, just play it all the way through. Yeah, you're in the middle of nowhere. You can't stream it. Yeah. So you just download the, the episodes that you want to listen to, and then just have them locally. I still want to know what Chance the Rapper had to do with it, though. Like, do you think he funded it? Do you think he funded SoundCloud? Do you think he Chance the Rapper is he's not rich. I know he's not rich, but he does he's have not... he he does have good music behind him, doesn't he? I think that's extremely irrelevant to like SoundCloud making it. You can think Chance the Rapper single handedly. No, he's just a I don't rap. think he's so. Like... But there, you didn't see the tweets. You didn't see anything like that. I'm sure he had something in like saving it. Like maybe he talked to. Um, uh, some venture capitalist. I don't know how it works. Yeah, just some backing. He was he was the maybe PR his, person for it or something. I don't know. Like, maybe his uh he he was like a buffer. He was like a middleman. Yeah, he's like okay, sound. But he's just like that. He's just one guy. What can he? SoundCloud is bigger than one guy. Yeah, SoundCloud I get that. is like to SoundCloud to Chance the Rapper. He's like a piss ant. <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> but Chance, Chance Rapper, Rapper got his his big break off of SoundCloud. Though. Yeah, I'm sure. So, I, I mean, I didn't know that, but I yeah. guess that makes sense. See, everybody wants SoundCloud his to live. Acid rap tape was like, and then the one before that, I forget what it's called. It's like five days in school or something like that. But he got big off of SoundCloud, and that's how Kanye found him. You know how I've been like listening to or finding some music recently? The most like random place. What's that? NPR. Really? Yeah, NPR covers hip hop a lot. Really? I they cover everything. Like uh, for example, Big Boy he has an album coming out. I think. No, he just came out. It was actually alright. Or it just came out. Yeah. yeah. Well, when I listened to the episode, um, they were talking about the upcoming album. Mm-hmm. So this was like a while ago. I don't remember when it was. I'm like, oh shit! I didn't know he was dropping an album. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, so yeah, and there was that, and then Jay Z. They there was an interview with him about the 444, which I thought sucked. I don't like Jay Z. What what was really shocked me though is that like you as to me personally you were one of the biggest haters of Jay Z. And yeah. don't get me wrong, I don't like Jay Z that much either. But you actually quoted a lyric from him and tweeted it out, and I was like, really? No, it wasn't a lyric, or it was something that he said and you it tweeted was, it out. Yeah, and, it was the um, it was the one song with Frank Ocean. That was the only song on there. That it was another one with uh, Damian Marley. It was the one with those two features. It was the feature that made it because mm-hmm. I don't like Jay Z's sound. It's his. Vo- he's got yeah. the. He's got the Ray Romano voice, <laughs> which I can't. It's hit. It's like Ray. Um, who's another rapper? Um, uh, fuck two chains. Yeah, he's got the Ray Romano voice. There's a couple of songs I can't. That I, like I can't do chains. it. But I can't do it. That what really spiked my interest is because you tweeted something that quoted jay-z so i was like really i really have to check out this tape now <laughs> just because my boy tweeted at him as much as i know that he hates jay-z it, it wasn't a quote i just said this is the one no i don't that's know. all i said it wasn't a, it wasn't a lyric it was like it was a screenshot of the track that i liked because mm-hmm. i had it i had it downloaded i uh sprint 
had a Sprint has a deal with Title. Yeah, and they gave it. And it was like a, a promo code for Sprint users, and I used it, and I got, I downloaded the whole album for free. Mm-hmm. I found it on um, uh, the subreddit Hot, Hot New Hip Hop. Yeah, so like you Sprint users can get it for free. What a weird like collaboration! But I know, and I just like so yeah. happen to have. Sprint. Do you think Title's doing good? <laughs> Title, uh, I mean, I think it's struggling. Yeah. But don't they have a deal with Apple or some shit? I don't know. No, that's Beats. Is it Beats? Beats got absorbed. Talking about that, to circle back to Jay-Z, and then I'll go forward from that, is that I checked out the album, didn't care for it. I didn't either. Um, to circle back to what I was saying is, talking about Beats and Apple, I just watched The Defiant Ones. And it's a HBO documentary series about Dr. Dre and I know, I, heard, I can hear you listening to it. Yeah. I'm like, fuck, I'm trying to play games here. That shit's loud. I'm sorry. Nah, I'm not sure. <laughs> it was actually a pretty dope like documentary. Um, the 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 lifestyle both of them lived and then when they started meeting and collaborating and getting together. It was pretty dope. But the way they ended it just kind of made me, it kind of fizzled out. <laughs> like they didn't really know how to end it, I, I felt. But it was a good documentary altogether. Like... If you've ever seen Straight Outta Compton, kind of follows that narrative base of Dr. Dre and whatnot. But then there's like small little intricacies that they pull out inside the interviews and stuff. That the main character of Straight Outta Compton to me was not Dre. For me, it was um, Easy. Yeah, I can see that. I think it's because he was like the he was the C he the, was the CEO yeah. of Ruthless. Yeah, because NWA is Ruthless. And then when they split up, there was Aftermath and then Ruthless. Yeah. Well, they, they follow, in the Defiant Ones, they follow Dr. Dre in his path. Yeah. And uh, there was a lot of really nice things that they said about Dr. Dre and a lot of stuff that... Well, yeah, it's his documentary. Right, right. But there's a lot of stuff guy. that they actually went into in detail that I really appreciated about um, Dr. Dre. When He's he, kind of a scumbag. Yeah, when he was beating women and stuff like that. Yeah, he did all kinds of crazy shit. Yeah, and... You know that it went in detail, which I really appreciated. Like that like they what? would, like him beating his girlfriend and uh, oh, like they just was, it was like yeah, they they didn't really care about um, like trying to up Dr. Dre more just than he was. To him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Where this they kind of like broke it down and like, and then he would have commentary on what was happening as well. So you know he was trying to defend himself, but at the same time he saw it as himself being in a bad light, which I appreciate. Yeah. You know what? It works now because it was like so far in the past and yeah. Dre's like he's a he's like damn near billionaire Dude, status. Three point two billion dollars. He sold uh, uh beats. Beats, yeah. yeah. So that, I'm not I don't know if he's crazy. a billionaire yet because I mean there's a lot that comes out of that. He yeah. doesn't get that whole cut. Right. Um, Jimmy Iveen definitely gets a percentage of that right. as well. But um, in a scope. that documentary. When was um Dre like just bubbling at the top of his career in his prime? When was this? Like, I guess maybe when he was producing for Eminem, or when he was doing the Chronic. The Chronic two thousand one for sure, probably. Yeah, because that documentary wouldn't have flown back then. But like, like I was saying, he's just so far gone now yeah. from the, his dark days. Uh, they can look back at it objectively, and yeah. he will have no problem just giving his commentary on it, because. It won't even matter at this point. It can't hurt. They him. even had the woman that he like was beating in the fucking interview too. Really? Yeah. What did she say? What did she have to say? You have to watch the documentary. I'm not gonna watch the documentary. Just tell me. <laughs> I really don't watching. care about like. It's a good documentary. I'm just trying to sell you on it. It's good. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's nice. 
you know, I heard about this documentary. I listened to this. Um, okay, NPR. It's weird because it's breaking. It's broken down into. It's multiple podcasts that make NPR. Really? It's it's really complicated. It's like they have Fresh Air, mm-hmm. which is one podcast. It's like news. They have um, All Things Considered, which is I've heard that one. All more different kind of news. They have Snap Judgment, which is like a storytelling is storytelling podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just like random stories, people like really interesting stories that people have. Um, and they'll interview them on their story. Like, for example, this this man, uh, he was he could he couldn't be held, and there was no Texas jail or prison that could hold him. He was like a like a, a professional uh, escape artist. Really? Shit. Yeah, he just he escaped every single jail that they put him in. Wow. They couldn't keep him. It was a really cool story. Um, that's called Snap Judgment, I think. And then um, Bullseye is with Jesse Owens. He. Um, his podcast is like music and kind mm-hmm. of like pop culture entertainment. He'll he interviewed, like I said, um, uh, not Andre, uh, Big Boy mm-hmm. with his new album, uh, Jay Z, and he was actually talking to, I don't think it was Jimmy Ivey. Who was he? He interviewed somebody, um, you know, leading up to this documentary that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. So I learned about this documentary from NPR too, which is crazy. See, it's NPR. Like, yeah. do you think it's like just boring radio? Like, well, news, talk, talking about that news, is that like radio uh, news, but it's not. It's, it's it's really good. Rap and hip hop just got like leveled up earlier today. Yeah, it's the no, it wasn't today. It was like a few days ago. Yeah, I yeah. saw this. Um, it's the most like, popular music genre. Yeah. in the United States now, it and just compared to rock and roll. Which, yeah, it exceeded rock. Yeah, in most popular music. Do you think that would happen a long time ago? But it's crazy that it is now. I think it's because it's the younger generation. They're louder. Yeah, you know the millennials and the they're able to vote now. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they can vote, but no. that's yeah. just like a coincidence. <laughs> you see the relationship there. I'm just saying, like, they're able to, you know, make their voices heard now. Yeah. You know, the younger generation, younger generation is of age. See, but if that was relevant, Trump wouldn't be the president. Yeah. Because do you think uh, the younger people, like, they're going to vote that guy in? No. Don't get me wrong, though. There's a lot of dumb fucks. Like, they're younger and just thought, okay, we have a reality tv show and he's just like loud yeah a, a, t- a reality tv show star and he's just loud and boisterous and maybe maybe he, we want him as president because he would just turn the fucking system on its head which it fucking did but for the worst but uh you know i don't want to get into that because on this can fucking, we impeach him already i mean it has to be solid it has to be airtight yeah they have enough they think to Especially start the to get the ball rolling to impeach him, Russian thing, but <laughs> they want to make sure it's airtight. Yeah, because the collusion with Russia—that's still a lot of people call it a nothing burger, which is like the term being thrown around now. A nothing burger. That's yeah, well, awful. it's like it's a whole lot of of chatter, mm-hmm. and you know this uh, sort empty this empty sources saying a whole lot, but there's not a lot of meat behind it. Yeah, so they call it a nothing burger. That's the term being used for this Russian collusion. Did you get that out of NPR? <laughs> Um, no, I've just, never heard that I've, term. Ever. I mean, just on YouTube, I listen to a lot of um, just you know social commentary on YouTube. Mm. Um, shout out to Roaming Millennial. I've never heard of that guy. It's a girl. Sorry, would you? But she, she kind of yeah, she leans to the right. Mm-hmm. She leans to the right quite a bit, but no. she's very moderate at the same time. Like she's very objective. Mm-hmm. She doesn't let her politics rule her her uh, uh, her outlook. Oh, okay, yeah. I mean, it does have a like an influence in some things, mm-hmm. 
but it doesn't like generally just rule her outlook. It's not like some the problem with politics. It's like it's it's party over the people, you know, like the thing right. with like the GOP. Like their problem is they're not looking out for you know the average Joe. They're looking out for their party. Right. They want to remain strong and they want to keep their office. You know their administration. Like they just lead everything. Right. So they're not really looking out for our best interests. They're looking out for their party's best interests. See, that's like where you let your politics skew your outlook. That's fucked up. Right. See, when people get into arguments about politics, it, they always make it so personal as well, and it's just like. It's funny that it's so personal because it it makes it feel like you're you're attacking them. I know like, personally, yeah. Like it's, <laughs> when it's like it's more globally than this that. has nothing it's to like, do with you. Yeah. Like you're, I'm not talking about your vote. I'm talking about the person that you happen to vote for. Right. You know, it's you. You have but to it, detach that's the person yourself. I voted for though. So then it makes it like feel like it's so much more personal. And I know, like, but it's. But that's people who don't know how to be objective. Yeah. And when you don't know what that word means, like you automatically lost. You know, right. It's like I was at a party and we were discussing this Trump thing. And this woman was so like, getting that's why you don't talk about politics, especially with random people. She was getting so up in arms. And I was just like, we're just here having a fun time. How did that even come up at a party? Really? It was right after the election. And somebody said something about this is Trump's America. And then she just like fucking flew off the lid. And it was just like. This is Trump's Chill. America. <laughs> yeah. That's some fighting words. That's how you, if you want to trigger some people, yeah. just say this is Trump's America. <laughs> Fuck, what does that even mean? She got so limited. That's crazy. Was like, we're at a party. No, I can understand down. her reaction. Right. I mean, she shouldn't have reacted that way, but I can see where she was coming from. Right. Because that's a really bold statement. This is Trump's America. Like, if you just think about those words, what does that mean? That means, it can mean a whole lot of things, but none of them are good. It leaves a bad taste in my mouth. That's what it does. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah NPR because uh, the reason why I've been listening to a lot of NPR is because I don't have a fucking stereo in the car that I was driving because my car is like on wheels like on, on fucking cinder blocks so to speak right now shit um, so yeah the car that I'm, I was using didn't have an aux, aux didn't, yeah. I didn't have an aux and I mean I, I'm not going to listen to CDs but, and I don't mind listening to NPR and then as I listen to it I'm like shit I want to just it's right. an NPR all the time. Like it's, like, it's amazing. Ninety-seven point five, ninety-eight point five. Those local radio stations are absolute garbage. But they're trash. Yeah. But there was one that I that we play at work sometimes, which is pretty nice. It's one hundred point five. Yeah, it's like a super small like broadcast. Yeah. And you they can't. Play some it's good not music a, on it though. No, they do. They really do. I've I know which one you're talking about. Yeah. But it's really low key, and you like it's really spotty. Yeah. It's so spotty, like in the city. It's like if you don't have a pretty good like radio frequency signal or whatever the fuck, yeah, it's it's really spotty. It's, it's just tough not to pick come up. Through, but yeah, yeah. The, we listen to it at work a lot, and it's just like wow, this this radio station's bumping. It's just hit after hit. At work, at my work, it's all Pandora or like some Spotify, like some top forty bullshit. Yeah. Like somebody, it's a lot of like for some reason. Uh, How much Kendrick Lamar did you listen to recently? No, not at work. Really? It's mostly like '90s, like late '90s, early 2000s uh, R and B. Really? Yeah, like Jagged Edge who's, and who's Next. Who's controlling that? I don't know. Probably one of the managers. Like it's at in the evening time. There's not a whole lot of staff, so mm-hmm. the managers they can just plug in their their playlist and nice. just let it go. Or it's like Spotify, Pandora that way. See what's you funny? Know it's gonna be censored or whatever. It's funny at work, right? We have just the little area that we listen to music in, but then you have like the whole casino that has their radio that's playing, right? And at certain points at Graveyard, 
the computer has to restart that is playing the music. So then you get a loud like window sound through the whole casino. It's fucking hilarious. Oh, wind- oh, oh, the window sound. Oh, yeah, from like the computer. W- window restarts. And is there an open window and you can just hear the breeze? Like, what do you mean? I know. It. Oh, okay, and you're talking about the computer. Yeah, I was like, that's that's hilarious. Like, imagine just playing uh, just slot machine and just windows comes blasting out at you. Okay, so what is like the hottest thing right now that's popping? Like, what's everybody talking about that's coming up next month? That everybody's would, talking about. I would assume the McGregor and Mayweather. Yeah, you hit the nail on the head. That's. <laughs> Yeah, so I just wanted to talk about that real quick because, sure. I mean, everybody's heard about it. Everybody's seen it on their social media. It's right. crazy. It's everywhere. I can't like, believe he wore a suit that said, fuck you. That's crazy. When he said it on stage, I'm like, is that like a metaphor? Like, I have a suit that says, fuck you. Like, it's, it's like, it's so expensive that it just screams, fuck you. No. That's funny. It literally says, fuck you on it, like in his pinstripe, in like, um, in fine print. It says, fuck it's you. Awful. All the way down, it looks like a pinstripe. It's fucking brilliant. Somebody went and tattooed that on their arm. You know that? What? Fuck you all the way down. Really? Yeah. In in honorary of McGregor. I think that's so thirsty. Like that is <laughs> extremely corny. Like okay, I'm a I'm a McGregor head myself. I'm right. he's not my favorite fighter. Like when somebody says, "So what do you think about McGregor?" I'm like, I don't give a fuck about McGregor. I like the guy, but <laughs> right. he puts on a good show. He has good showmanship. MMA and you know the UFC. It's not McGregor, but when people think of UFC, they think of Conor McGregor, right? Right, just because he, he's of, so loud and in your face and yeah. they, they're not educated on the well, rest it's, of yeah, it. Yeah, it's, it's the casuals, but yeah. I'm like, I'm I'm balls deep that yeah. it, it goes beyond Conor I'm McGregor. I'm telling you now, he is balls deep in UFC. I, yeah, I am <laughs> balls deep. My, like, all my pod, like, half the podcasts I listen to. Uh, Everything that's playing on inside yeah. the apartment is UFC. Shut, I mean, all the time. Shout out to the Anakin Florian podcast. That's one of my favorites. The Co-Main Event Podcast. Um, Luke Thomas, he's my favorite uh, MMA head. Um, his promotional malpractice and the Money Morning Analyst, which is great because MMA is Money the acronym. Morning, Money Morning Analyst. Kind of, it speaks for itself. It's pretty That's good, good right? good shit. Yeah. I never noticed that before. <laughs> yeah. Money Morning Analyst. And it just speaks for itself. Like, wh- what is this about? What's the morning Money Morning Analyst? What is he talking about? Right. But it's right there in the, in the acronym. It's perfect. Uh, enough about that. But anyway... <laughs> Yeah, so I'm getting it from all sides. All my social media, all the casuals, like suddenly people that never talk about MMA, right. like in my feed, like Instagram, everywhere, Twitter, people that never talk about MMA all of a sudden, it's just like everything. It's everywhere. <laughs> it's crazy. Do you think there's boxing podcasts? Because you're only hearing there it are. from, the, of course uh, from are. the MMA side. I want to know what they're saying from the boxing side. Yeah, see, I, I kind of tune out the boxing side because... It's not what you. It's it's not where yeah. I'm coming from. I'm on, I'm coming from the MMA side. That's I mean, called bias, my and, friend. And okay, yeah. There's a word. There's a word that describes who. Right. I, yeah, how I am. Oh, yeah. I get it. No. Word, yeah, you're absolutely right. There's a word. I I'm in this position, and there's a word for it. You're absolutely right. right. It is called bias. But that being said, it's still exciting. I'm still it excited. Is, it is to see so it. fucking hyped. Even dude. as a it's, casual, I'm still excited to see it. Like the okay, let's just be objective. The fight. I mean, if okay, I'm hearing a lot of MMA pundits saying that if you think that McGregor doesn't stand a chance, then you are out of your mind. Like he does stand a chance, you know. Right. But odds are he's not going to win. Right. But we're talking about odds. I was on the freeway the other day, and there was a casino because you're not allowed to bet UFC at station casinos, which I work at. Yeah, I don't understand why though. Because they have a hand in. Uh, they shouldn't UFC. anymore. They sold it. Maybe. 
But um, I was driving by a different casino, Sam Boyd or one of the other ones, and they had their listing on, right next to the freeway. Uh, Mayweather's at 500 uh, negative and uh, minus 500. Minus 500. Okay. So it takes 500 bucks to win 100. Right. And That's then, actually pretty good. And then McGregor was at 250. Plus 250? Yeah. Wow, that's not really good. And it was a digital one, so it was updating automatically. It means if you bet a hundred bucks, you only win two fifty. Right. I mean, plus your hundred that you put down. That's not a lot. Yeah. That's those are pretty shitty odds. That's not. <laughs> I mean, you, I mean, I think it's because the closer we get to the fight, and the more bets are in. Right. Because odds, as Vegas odds aren't. It's not the outcome it's not the likelihood of the outcome it's where it's what people are saying right if you have an overwhelming majority of people saying that mcgregor is going to win well then the vegas odds will shift in his favor yeah so then it makes mayweather less of a favorite even though objectively speaking as a boxer and this is a boxing match in which he is 49 and oh he's undefeated Mm -hmm. is it is he from vegas no, I mean, he was born in Michigan, oh, but okay. he lives here. He fights out of here. Right, this is right. the fight capital of the world. Right. Mike Tyson's here. Everybody's here, right? Um, so it should definitely sway in his odds just because it's from Vegas, right? No, that's nothing to do with it. Oh. No, it's... Uh, I think home field advantage is... I mean, I don't want to say it's completely irrelevant, but it's it's like a very insignificant right, right. Uh, factor that's playing. Um. Because McGregor, he has a house out here too. Yeah. Actually, he doesn't live too far from here. I mean, his he doesn't, he doesn't live here, but his house, because we live in Summerlin, mm-hmm. he has a house in Summerlin. Um, I've actually I haven't seen it, but I just when I see the footage like on TV of of his like his training or whatever him when he's at his house, I'm like I I see because I work mm-hmm. closer to the area where he lives. That's crazy. Yeah, but I've never. Let's all take his a house. field trip to McGregor's. No, see, that's that thirsty shit. I'm, not, I'm like, I'm not thirsty about him. Like, I don't know. I'm not a, I'm not a fanboy or anything. Right. But yeah, so that's everywhere. Um, so they stopped in Los Angeles. That was the first stop of the press conference. Um, it's funny because this is a boxing centered type of press conference because right. MMA press conferences are a lot different. There's like a dais. You have the whole uh, the roster. They're sitting at their tables, and then you have the press. Just it's a Q and A. Right. Right. But with boxing, it's more like a show. And then they'll have a Q&A with the media off camera in a way. I mean, right, there'll yeah. be camera, but it's like, I don't know. It's just the way boxing does it. Their press conferences are more of a show. Where in MMA... What happens at the press conference? And other than like it's, they're just, they, they go up to the podium and they just kind of give like a... Um, a speech? Uh, I, you, if you want to call it a speech, it's, yeah, basically. It's strange. It sounds like shit, right? Yeah. yeah <laughs> it doesn't see, sound but entertaining at all. But it's, it's, this is older than MMA, so right. they've always been doing it this way. But in MMA, it's not like that. It's like you, you know, you've seen it, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, Just the one, one uh, podium where UFC is stacked, but it's staggered. Oh, it's, it's not. Yeah, it's not one podium. It's like you have the guys, you have yeah, yeah. the fighters, and they're just up on the panel, and then you have the the media. Just it's a Q and A. Mm-hmm. You know, like okay, this one is for Chris Weidman, uh, and then Chris Weidman's back up there, and he'll do his thing. But with boxing, it's not like that. And McGregor, he wasn't. He wasn't ready for this. Really? So the, the, yeah, so the press conference, and I guess um, in the MMA world, mm-hmm. or just like in this bubble, they're, they're kind of rating it like rounds. Like round one was LA, round two was uh, oh, Toronto, wow. round three <laughs> was Brooklyn, and round like four was prelims. London. Like a prelim. No, I was just like the fight itself. Oh, okay. Round one, you know, like 
it went to Floyd, mm-hmm. apparently, because he was prepared for this style. Because like I said, McGregor comes from the MMA world. It's His weird that they're already rating it like that. that. That's how you know it's so hyped that they're rating the price crops before they even... Yeah, play. so crazy. round one apparently goes to Floyd because he was ready for this style. I mean, it's Showtime. It's This is... This is Mayweather Promotions. Right, right. So this whole thing is catered to him. So by design, he's going to look good as far as the broadcast goes, as far as, you know, um, Showtime will put it together. It's to favor Mayweather. That's that's their team. Right, right. And McGregor is the one jumping. He's the uh, he's the fish out of water here. Right. But, man, he's a shark. doesn't matter where he goes. I mean, mm-hmm. he'll, he'll thrive. But he wasn't ready for round one, so L.A. went to Mayweather. Um, and then, okay, so round two is Toronto in Canada. And it, it was a show out of Irish fans. Like everybody and their mama was there. And was, I mean, they have a really big Irish population. Really? I, I didn't notice that. I didn't know that. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, I mean, they're like probably second, third. I mean, they're, they're not like traditional Irish right, right. from, you know, the motherland. I just didn't know there was such a large population of Irish in Toronto. Toronto is like um, New York and where it's like a melting pot. You have, you know, East Asians, mm-hmm. you have like Indians, you have uh, Middle Easterners, uh, you know, all kinds of people from around Europe. So it's like a melting pot. It's like, right, right. you know, that's like the New York of, of Canada, Toronto. So that was their stop. For the second one. So that went to McGregor like hands down. McGregor killed that one. Mm -hmm. Like he made Mayweather look like a fool. And then the next stop after that was New York. You know, obviously. We had to go to New York. LA, New York, obviously. So that uh, was when, you know, Floyd Mayweather, he stepped his game up. He made, he like made it rain on Conor McGregor. Like he, he literally like had thousands of dollars. He just threw up in the air it made it rain on... You didn't see this? I think I saw that one. But I mean, I, uh, is that the one where McGregor came out in the white coat? In the white fur? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah, yeah that's the one. I it saw was, that one. That was, was on, on the front page of Reddit. I, I saw that one. Yeah, that was the one. But he lost that round um, yeah. according you know, to the pundits Analysts. and shit. Uh, yeah, according to the analysts or just the fans or whoever. Because mm-hmm. it's, it's really the fans' voice that get, that determines who wins what. You know, Because right, right. this is for them. This is for us. This is our money. It's right. our eyeballs that they want. So then they go to London, which is right across the street from like Ireland, right? Right. And because the Irish, they'll travel. They'll go wherever McGregor goes. If McGregor, he'll if he fights in Russia, like supposedly he wants to fight uh, the number one contender at uh, lightweight for the title. Mm-hmm. Like if he beats Mayweather, he says he wants to fight uh, Norma Gomorov in Russia. Oh, wow. And the Irish will probably go there. If yeah. they, I mean, if they can get in. I don't know like what the travel limitations is in Russia because they're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they'll follow him. So, of course, they're going to go to London. Right. And damn, they show out in London too. But um, I guess that show in general just wasn't as amazing as it was in Toronto. But it was like 99% uh, McGregor. Like pretty much. Nice. I guess you can call it 100%. It was all him because you know, that's his people, Europe. Right, right. Um, but so you're pretty educated on your picks, right? Who do you feel like is going to go in this fight? I'm Mayweather. Yeah? Yeah. Nice. I don't like the guy. I think he's right. scum of the earth. But <laughs> objectively speaking, like I said, Mayweather's going to win this. You know, you go to Ireland and you'll ask just a random person on the street who's going to win. And they're faded. They're faded ass. They're going to say their guy. Yeah. 
but okay really like objectively speaking he okay he has a puncher's chance mcgregor is the definition of a puncher's chance because he has that sick left hand right right, right. like he, he can put anybody away with that left hand the only person who he didn't stop with it was um max holloway mm-hmm. he did tune him up in that fight but that went to a decision and then of course nate diaz mm-hmm. when he lost to that he lost that Fantastic fight to nate diaz. Fight. yeah it was a great fight yeah. and they fought a second time and then he beat him in decision and actually when i saw that fight the first time i saw it i went to a bar and, and saw that second fight i was like nate won that fight but then i saw it again recently i'm like okay mcgregor won that <laughs> but i'm a nate head you know right, right. i'm a diaz boy you know, because, you know, they're from California mm-hmm. and I just like their style. Um, but I was like, man, fucking Nate Diaz won that fight when I first saw it. And then, like I said, I saw it recently. I'm like, shit, man, I guess See? I was wrong. See, I was <laughs> if I look at it objectively and I just just for what I'm looking at, let's say they're nameless guys, just two men fighting. One doesn't have more clout than the other. Just mm-hmm. two men fighting. Who won this? OK, yeah. Uh, Connor won that. And it's the same thing with this fight. You have two men Let's say Mayweather and Conor McGregor, they're just like the created character, right? right? But they're but they're fighting, and you see um, their credentials. What fighter A is forty nine and zero, mm-hmm. and he's the best defensive boxer that we've seen in our time, at least in this generation. Right, and he's never been beat, and he's fought the best of the best. He's fought um, Canelo Alvarez. He's fought Maidana. He's fought Cotto. He's fought everybody. He's fought fucking Manny Pacquiao. He's right. fought everyone. And, and he's beat them all. He's never lost. And then you have this fighter B who has never fought professionally in boxing ever. He's 0-0 in boxing. You have Mayweather who's 49-0. And then you have fighter B. Fighter A, I mean, excuse me, 49-0 is fighter A. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm not going to say names. That way you look at it objectively. This is the whole point. I'm trying to just, uh, you know, hit home here for everybody listening. Right, right. And then fighter B is 0-0. Doesn't have any professional boxing. He comes from another sport. Who are you going to give that to? Right. Okay. And when you ask an Irish fan this, they're going to say Fighter B. Why would you say Fighter B? Right. It's their guy. Of course, they're going to root for their guy. I'm, I I want McGregor to win. Don't get me wrong. Again, I think Mayweather, he's he's a scumbag. Right. I think he's trash. But, I mean, you can't overlook his credentials. Right. Right. So, I mean, that's why I pick him. I was talking to somebody at work the other day and they said uh, they weren't going to pay for the pay-per-view. Because they don't want to see McGregor punch air for twelve rounds. They're gonna they're gonna see it anyway. <laughs> One way or another, you're gonna see this fight. Right. But I thought that was really well laid out that he said that punch air for twelve rounds. Uh, I'm I don't know. I mean, that's, I mean the thing is like that's that's Mayweather's world is hit and don't get hit. Right. But he doesn't put a lot. He doesn't put out a lot of offense. Yeah. You know he's on his bike a lot. So. How much are they charging for this fucking pay per view? I've I've heard anywhere from seventy five dollars no. to two hundred dollars. No, definitely not two hundred anywhere. Seventy, I guess, if you're somewhere else in the world. But yeah. here in the states, the pay per view is ninety for uh, standard definition, which I mean, it's twenty seventeen. Who's, who's, who's still buying standard? standard exactly. Definition. And then if you want the HD, it's gonna be a hundred bucks, ninety nine, ninety nine, uh. on um on Showtime pay per view. August 26th. Look out for that. I'm, I don't have to tell y'all. To, y'all already know this, right? That's right. That's what we talked about. Everybody's talking about it. So we had to go there. Okay. But okay. There's fights this Saturday. Right. And we have in the main event, Chris Weidman, who's going to fight Kelvin Gastelum. Now it looks like Kelvin Gastelum is unranked at middleweight, but 
Is this, this is, his first time in middleweight or no? Is this where he always fights at? This is a good question. That's good. I'm glad you brought that up because Gaslam normally fights at welterweight. Mm-hmm. And he was ranked at welterweight, but he couldn't make weight anymore. He missed weight a few times. Right. So then the UFC forced him up to middleweight. Oh, shit. But he's been doing really well at middleweight. He nice. beat um, ranked Tim Kennedy and then he beat ranked... Vitor Belfort. No, Vitor Belfort's kind of over the hill. Actually, right. they're both kind of like on the downside. But of they're definitely careers. names that you've heard about before. Exactly. If you are a casual, so yeah, they're big. They're, I mean, Tim Kennedy's not a casual name. I've heard of Tim Kennedy, and I'm still a casual. Oh, okay, <laughs> that's me, my personal preference. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Vitor Belfort, former heavyweight champion, I think. Right. Um, so he's a big name, and he he uh, I think he challenged for the title. He fought Chris Weidman. Um. But anyway, so yeah, these two... Actually, Chris Weidman, the former champion, is on a three-fight losing streak. Oh, shit. So this is like do or die for him. Yeah. If he doesn't win this, he might get dropped. The ebb and flow of a champion. That's crazy. Yeah, exactly. That's a good way to put it. The ebb and flow of a champion. Uh, I mean, this particular guy. Because, okay, he beat Anderson Silva twice. The greatest mm-hmm. of all time. He beat him twice. And then uh, he beat Machida. He beat uh, Vitor Belfort. Um, who else did he beat? I don't know. So he was doing. I mean, so he won the title and defended it three times. Once right. against Silva, Machida, Belfort. But then when you look at it, it's like okay, he beat these three over the hill Brazilians. Right. You know they're kind of on their downside. And then when one guy in their prime comes up and challenges for the title, Luke Rockhold, he gets beat. That's not oh, a coincidence. Shit. And then he can't he can't win a fight otherwise. It was like, is Chris Weidman really that great? Like fuck. <laughs> on his rise, he was doing well. Right. And then when he got to the top, he, I mean, he kind of, he, he fought older Brazilian guys on on the downside of their career. But then when you have the younger guys, like, you know, who are really, really up there and they're in their primes, he can't hang anymore. That's all of a sudden. It's not a coincidence. So is Chris Weidman really that great? I don't know. I like the guy. Yeah. I mean, he comes, he fights out of Long Island, New York, um, which is actually where this fight's going to take place. So he's got, he's fighting home field advantage here. He's fighting in his backyard, so to speak against uh, Kelvin Gasolum. And this might be a, a number one contender fight for the title. Middleweight's really busy right now. Yeah. Um, Isn't, uh, was it middle, middle or welter that has the largest? That uh, would be light lightweight. Lightweight? Yeah, the 155 is the deepest division. Oh, okay. I mean, the top 20, the top 30 are all monsters around Jeez. the world. You go, this is how, this is how you measure it. Not just the UFC. Go to any promotion. Mm-hmm. And their lightweight division is going to be their best division. It's crazy. Uh, but when you look at it, it's because the average man is that size. Yeah. Because um, when you have bigger guys, they're in different sports. They're going to be playing football. They're going to be playing basketball. They're going to be doing baseball or whatever. But the f- perfect size for a fighter, because you know they're too small to play a ball sport, um, but they're athletic enough to do something, they'll fight. Mm-hmm. And most guys, the average man on on planet Earth is just this perfect size, you know, around 5'10", which is usually under 6 foot. Uh, 155 is what they weigh in, but they usually walk around about 170, 180. That's the average man. Right. So. That's crazy that they cut 20 pounds. Yeah. Yeah. Some guys. can't lose 20 pounds in six months. I mean, these are are professionals. (laughs) You know, a lot of them are wrestlers. So they come from a a weight cutting system. They're just used to it. Um, But they all got to make weight. Man. Uh, who's up uh, next after that? Uh, so I guess I'm just going to make picks. I'm going to go with Kelvin Gastelum. I think he has oh, momentum yeah. behind him. 
and Chris Weidman, like I said, when it comes to the top hungry guys coming up in their prime, he just can't seem to hang. I'm just looking at it objectively. So Kelvin Gastelum. Uh, and then the co-main event, which I love, is uh, Dennis Bermudez versus uh, Darren Elkins. Never heard. I've heard maybe Dennis Bermudez. Nah. Dennis the Menace Bermudez. Uh, he is kind of like he'll put two together. He'll win two, lose one, lose one, win three. He can put together some really good win streaks. But when it comes to like this is the fight, that, the must-win fights that'll mm-hmm. put you over the top into the top five or maybe potentially challenge for the title he seems to lose them but he's a really exciting mm. fighter he always like he typically wins like fight of the night or something like that he'll always win some sort of some sort of performance bonus he's a really exciting guy to watch so dennis bermudez versus darren elkins and elkins is one of those guys who's really hard to put away mm-hmm. um he's just like super gritty his nickname is the damage he has a super <laughs> shitty tattoo on his chest it literally says the damage wow it's really he's he's covered in terrible tattoos it's funny <laughs> it's kind of his thing at this point it's kind of charming right um but i'm gonna take dennis bermudez um the damage literally just takes too much damage yeah he's just so tough for his own good uh moving on to patrick cummins versus uh john volante i'm gonna go with the hometown boy john volante Mm -hmm. even though he's another one of those guys who just can't seem to like turn the corner in his career Right, right like he'll put a couple of good wins together but what's the fight that matters he seems to kind of fall back but i think he'll beat patrick cummins cummins um He's the guy who was a he was a barista at a coffee joint oh, shit. before he was a professional, and um, Daniel Cormier's opponent dropped out last minute, and they he needed to fight. That was Patrick Cummins. That was Patrick Cummins. Oh yeah, shit! The, they called him, and he was he was like a he's a great wrestler. He has like a really um, great uh, collegiate wrestling pedigree, mm-hmm. so he's got a lot of accolades there. But he was like he had only so many fights in MMA. But I'm not at the UFC level, but they right. called him up and he was the guy who stepped in. Yeah, I mean, I he got that. smoked. He got melted by yeah. Daniel Cormier, but I mean, he took the fight. <laughs> and why wouldn't you? I mean, it changed it's, his life. It's pretty honorable that he would take that fight anyways, but it's nice that uh, that he's he took the fight. Yeah, and then he went on to win three wins after that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's had a couple losses here and there, but now he's just like a lightweight staple, a light heavyweight staple. Um, but again, I'm going to take the hometown kid, John Vellante, who trains uh, alongside Chris Weidman. Uh, who else? Okay, Jimmy Rivera versus Thomas Almeida. This probably will be fight of the night. This mm-hmm. is a bantamweight fight. I should have gone along with the with the divisions. So yeah, Thomas Almeida versus Jimmy Rivera. This is I, I guess you can probably call this my segment of this fucking episode. Right. Um, no, I'm excited just because I don't watch very uh, very much. But yeah, this is on Saturday. Your excitement makes me excited for it. This is on Big Fox. Nice. This is Big gonna, Fox is yeah, good. Yeah, Big Fox shows. I usually try to put some really good fights on here. Yeah. So the the whole main card is pretty stacked. I like this main card. I, actually, even the prelims are lit. Um, <laughs> nice. We have... I don't know who... Okay. I don't know who those fuckers are. Okay. Um, Natal... His name is Sapo. I don't know his first name. Oh, Rafael Natal, I think. His nickname is Sapo, the Toad or whatever. Uh, he will fight Anders. I'm going to take Natal. Uh, Ryan LaFleur versus Cowboy Oliveira. There's two Cowboys in the UFC. Alex Oliveira, he is the Brazilian Cowboy. Um, I'm going to take him. <laughs> Why would they just come up with a better nickname? No, but he's a legitimate Cowboy. Oh, okay. Where Cowboy Cerrone isn't a Cowboy at all. He just took the name. Right. I mean, he lives on a ranch. He owns a ranch, but I guess he is a Cowboy. I don't know. But what Alex Oliveira, he was a rodeo. <laughs> he was a rodeo guy, so okay. he actually did damn things. So he earned his name, right, Cowboy right. Oliveira. 
I think it's a coincidence they have the same name. It's not like he adopted the nickname from right. from Soroni. They just it was a coincidence. But anyway, uh, and then um, I'm not gonna go too far down the card. It kind of like waters down after that. But mm-hmm. yeah, the main card is pretty lit. Yeah, I'm, so, it yeah. definitely sounds like an exciting card. I'd if I had the day off, I'd go and watch it for sure. Saturday. Yeah. Yeah, I'm for gonna sure. try. To, I I don't have Fox here because I don't want fucking TV. Right. Okay, well, PlayStation <laughs> View, but they don't have Fox. What the fuck? How are they just not gonna have Fox? They don't have like. PlayStation View, uh, I mean, I guess in my package, because I only pay for, like, the slim one. Right. Um, you don't get, like, the uh, the broadcast stage. The, uh, what do you call them? Not, the networks. The right. broadcast networks. I mean, you get all the cable channels, but we don't get the broadcast networks. Uh, okay, and then, I guess in boxing, after um, McGregor, Mayweather, um, there's going to be the Triple G fight. Gennady Golovkin, who's going to fight Canelo Alvarez. Nice. That's gonna be lit. I can't wait to see that shit. There's gonna be good. I'm not really big into boxing, but when it comes to these big either, name but fights, I've heard, I've heard those guys. Triple before, G, so. that's the cream of the crop right there. Uh, and then I think they're, are they both former? I know Triple G is is the champ at his division, I believe. And then uh, I don't know if Canelo. I'm sure he was a champ at some point. But because the boxing, their divisions are so like there's so many divisions. Right. Everybody's a champion at one point of something. Right, right. Um, oh, and I guess we can just talk about how uh, Manny Pacquiao, mm-hmm. he fought, um, I, I don't know if he defended the title, but he fought in Australia versus, uh, was it Josh Horn? Yeah. The Australian guy? Yeah. Did you see that fight? I heard about it. Yeah. I it watched was, a little bit about it. Was it was a great fight. Yeah. It was a, again, I'm not a boxing guy, so I don't really know exactly like technically what's happening, but it was an action-packed back and forth fight. Right. A lot of people say that um, Pacquiao got robbed. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to say otherwise. What do I know? I'm not going to say, oh, yeah, he did get robbed. I don't know. It was mm-hmm. just a great fight. But, I mean, if he didn't get fact, if he did in fact get robbed, then, you know, that's a shame. Right. Because they were in Australia. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, there was His, Horn's yeah. backyard. So maybe it, it, boxing is. Yeah, and boxing is know. really muddy that way, yeah. like with the judging and all that shit. So interesting. Which I found out recently, which I'm really sad to hear is that the judges aren't ex-fighters that's crazy some of them are some of them um, i think some of the referees are but yeah i mean you would think they would have some experience yeah. but th- i mean they have an eye i don't know yeah. i mean they're it should translate in some way you're, I, you're absolutely right i agree 100 they, they should have something like yeah. in mma a lot of the referees like for example um mario yamazaki mm-hmm. he is a black belt in brazilian jiu-jitsu so oh, he's shit. got some knowledge Did, wasn't big john um, mccarthy uh uh, I, don't th- well. I don't think he has a record, but I mean, he was a cop. Oh, uh, yeah. He's been around the sport for a really long time. He's actually head of the referees commission or something. He implements a lot of the ruling system. Mm-hmm. He helped mainstream MMA. So big, big John McCarthy, he's like, he, he's, up there. <laughs> he's up there in the Mount Rushmore of MMA right, right. history. Uh, and then you have Herb Dean, who does have a record. He's competed. Um, was, who's... who's Actually, the number one referee right now who isn't fucking up because um, Big John McCarthy, he has a knack for not really punishing, like, let's say, eye pokes or right, um, right. or low blows. He really doesn't do much about it. He will give him a stern warning, but that's the gist of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Herb Dean has had a lot of bad calls recently, too, like late stoppages. Like the one where Chris Weidman was getting slaughtered. He was getting slaughtered against uh, Luke Rockhold. Mm-hmm. Um 
that was one of Herb Dean's like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, stop the fight. Right. He should have stopped the fight in the second round and he was getting slaughtered. And then it, he let him get his ass beat up until the bell. So Weidman made the bell. He was saved by it. And mm-hmm. then he eventually got finished in the third round anyway. But yeah, so Herb Dean, he's on the downside. So the guy right now in MMA refereeing is Mark Goddard. Okay. He's a British guy. He has a professional record as well. He's competed. Nice. So yeah, see the refereeing in MMA is like it's kind of legitimate. Yeah, yeah. You know, you have some guys up there who have some experience. I think in uh in boxing, the referees have some experience as well. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really it's where important. It's like the guy that's in the ring, the third man in the ring. Right, right. Let's make sure that he knows what the fuck calls he needs to make because he's the one in the moment making calls. Right. I think it all should be I know. agree, but I mean, if you can't have the the referees, right. I mean, they have to be experienced. But what's funny is like a lot of MMA judges, were, they were just brought over from boxing uh, judging. So yeah. in the beginning of MMA, there was a lot of bad calls, a lot of uh, bad decisions. Mm-hmm. Not by, I mean, I guess there's ref. Well, bad the early UFC days were fucking uh, It was wild, wild, wild west. <laughs> yeah, it was just fucking, it was whatever. Yeah. Um, but that was only up until Zufa took over and they implemented a pretty good rule system. Yeah. When they bought the UFC. You know, the Fertitas. They came um, back pretty strong, and that's where... Yeah. And then they sold it's, it eventually. It's getting pretty big now, honestly. Yeah, but okay, we talked a lot about yeah, MMA and UFC, <laughs> so let's uh, talk about fucking Evo. Okay. Because we live in Las Vegas. All this shit happens here. Right, right. Evo is here. And I've, I've never been. It, it, explain to somebody that's never been to Evo before. Okay, Evo is you know, obviously uh, evolution. Right. It is the peak of FGC, the fighting game community the biggest tournament in the world right. for fighting games. This is where, this is what the world is watching. <laughs> well, if you're playing fighting Verbatim. games, this is what the world is watching. Yeah. Shout out to SNK too. <laughs> uh, like, are you ready for this? Uh, so yeah, yeah. Um, Street Fighter Five, which everybody trashes on. Nobody likes Street Fighter Five. Like um, the fighting game pundits, the FGC. Uh, the guys who've been around for a long time, mm. they don't like Street Fighter Five. They think but it's a trash that's game. That's with everything, though. They used to shit on Four a lot. Mm, no, but Four has a lot of love. Yeah, Four got a lot of love. They but did a lot of things after, wrong too. Though. Not now. I mean, when it was on, it was on. Like when Street Fighter Four was the game to play, everybody was playing. Right. I mean, they, I mean, there's. Do you think Street Fighter Five is be not the game? No, this is the game that everybody hates. Like objectively, they don't like it because, first of all, when the game came out, it wasn't even done yet. Right. It was buggy. It didn't have um, a story mode, which it still really doesn't. It didn't have an arcade mode. It still doesn't. I guess there's a story mode now. I take that back. There's a story mode now, but there wasn't when it first came out. But would you say that that's the climate of video games now and not just No, totally it's just Street Fighter Five fucked up. No, that a lot of video games have come out recently that are just completely No, no, you're right. I see what you're saying. Yeah, they come out incomplete. Like right. um, Final Fantasy XV was another incomplete game when it came out. Right. Um, like when they beat the game, it was like it seems like they cut out a lot. You can tell there was so much missing. And, and they actually said that Call they're of Duty. releasing a bunch of DLC recently for that. Yeah, which is probably gonna patch in story that they took out. No, the DLC is adding to the story. Like mm-hmm. this is like the game. It was still a commercial success. Right. I mean, say what you want about the game, whether you like it or not, it was a huge success right. because they got a lot of mainstream casual love. Like people that have never played a Final Fantasy game before, this is their first. Right. A lot of people. Uh, that are playing video games right now. I, spe- I mean, I mean, just Final Fantasy. Mm-hmm. This is their first, so it was huge. I mean, it was all they marketed it like worldwide. It was all over. Yeah, I remember seeing tons of stuff. About exactly, it. everybody saw it. And even if you're not a Final Fantasy fan, you 
you had your eyes on it somehow. But yeah, talking about, uh, okay, so I didn't go to Evo. It's here in town. It's always in Vegas every year in July. I never fucking go. We I don't should, know why. We should do something next I year. I know. And I always say, okay, next year for sure. I have to go. Not well, we that, know when the date is, right? Uh, yeah, I mean. It's the same day every year? Uh, around the same time every year. We should we should schedule something Yeah, for next calendar year. it for next year. Yeah. yeah. And I always say that I will, but I never do. And not just the, I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not good. Mm-hmm. I'm not good enough to compete and make it anywhere, but, but it I'm, so, I'm sure there's casual see. matches. Yeah. I'm sure there's casual matches. Like, it's all entertainment. It's still something that, you know, I exactly. have some sort of passion for that I would love to it's go see. It's an event. It's a must watch. Yeah. It's a must experience. I have to go. This for is, sure. This is the epitome. Uh, uh, Super Smash Brothers is there. Yeah. They compete. Melee is still there. The, the Wii U. Uh, Smash is there. I don't know. Is, is it Smash Five? I don't even know. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they still play Melee. Holy shit! It's funny because they made a point. Um, if if Super Smash Brothers is on, um, no, if Brawl is on Disney XD, because uh, it's so mainstream now, it's now on cable television. Yeah. you can watch Evo live on TV, which is crazy. What's happening on cable TV? Like Disney XD was airing um, Melee. Or whatever. No, not Melee. They were playing something. Smash, whatever. And then if... Uh, I don't know. It was so fucking brilliant. Okay. If Smash 5 is on Disney XD and Street Fighter 5 is on TBS, then does that mean that Melee is going to be on the History Channel? Because it's old <laughs> as fuck? I thought right. that was funny. That's that's fantastic. Well, there was, there was a couple times when I was at work where you walk by, uh, walk by ESPN and they were showing Halo 4 five highlights yeah espn2 that's what it was not tbs yeah espn2 disney xd and um the e the e-league the what do they call it the esports is on tbs sometimes right. so it, it was crazy that it's getting that large to where it's on national television yeah now. it's it's definitely mainstream yeah for mm-hmm. sure video games are like i don't know what the fuck it's it's a whole new we are world. in the age of consumption <laughs> For sure. It's the social media age. It's like everybody is connected. It's mm-hmm. like everything that you love, you will find people that love it as well. Because before all this, I mean, you could be, it was you and your friends that you liked it. Mm-hmm. And you didn't really know anybody else that fucked with it. Yep. But now everybody is connected. So people that you've never met before, I mean, you'll just, you'll, you'll, you'll jump in with them mm-hmm. and you'll be a part of something. Everybody can be a part of something because there's, there's nothing keeping you from it. Yep. That's uh that's that's actually really profound. Okay. Uh what's our current crack right now? Current crack right now is cross out or crossover? I was cross out. Cross out is fucking crack, is it not? <laughs> it's, I remember it's it, like, a little crazy. You were just like every once in a while you just like come out here and just like sit down or not just you'd be grabbing something from the fridge or getting a drink of water. And you'd be watching me play this shit. And you're like, hey, what, what, what are you doing? What's going yeah. on here? Yeah, that looks, that looks cool. I'm not really saying much. And then I really kind of try to break it down for you this one day. Right. The other, it was just the other day. Yeah. Uh, you do this and this is this. And like there's a whole market. Mm. And you can play the market and buy parts and graft weapons and, and customize this. Like everything is, is you can do anything. <laughs> and then two hours later, you're in your room. Just ah, you're in your room just like grinding. I'm like, oh shit, look at him. It's cracked yeah, though. Isn't it, it is. It, it is honestly like, it's pretty fun. Like I could definitely see like me draining some hours into it, but 
me personally, I like story-driven games. I do too. Don't get me wrong. You know? But I like quick jump in, jump out. Yeah, the this is definitely that quick jump in, jump out type of game. Yeah, it's, like, it's basically you build a car and uh, like there's some sort of assault vehicle and you go out. It's and, scrap metal. Yeah, yeah. You're just scrapping pieces together to make something uh, armorable, <laughs> if that's a word. Just something that's being <laughs> held together. Put a couple of, of Gatling guns on it yep. and then just... Uh, it's like an go out, out in the fields and uh, attack versus, other people that are doing the same thing. Yeah. What was it uh, on Halo? What was it Red versus Blue? Forge. What was no? It was not. What, what was just like the team? What was it? Uh, yeah, Red versus Blue or Team Slayer? Team Slayer. Yeah, yeah. that's basically <laughs> what this is. This is Halo classic Team Slayer. Yep. Uh, when you <laughs> jump in missions, yeah, with with uh, armored cars, it's crazy. Yeah, it's got a like a Mad Max. Ma- what do you call it? Mad, Mad Max, Max appeal to it. It's, yeah. yeah, Mad Max esque, if you will. Yeah, it's it's definitely like addicting for sure. Post apocalyptic like, um, setting. I would love to go and play around right now, but <laughs> well, yeah, we're doing, uh, we're I do I do like story driven games a lot more though. I do like, too, but I like when it comes to story driven games. I don't really look to the West. Mm-hmm. you know like european or american games um there are i don't know why we can't make good stories they're always man, so cookie cutter to me i go to japan i go to japan for like a good story last of us i'm playing last of us right now i know it's fantastic it's i'm so sure good. it's so but it's hollywood i bet you it's like a hollywood story no it's definitely not i man. like fantastical i like something that's like it's got to be out otherworldly not like uh, a man and his daughter and their trials and tribulations. It's like it's really earthy. It's like really, it's like a human. I don't like human stories. That's boring like to me. I can, I like I'll, I'll watch a movie. Mm-hmm. I like otherworldly shit. I like that's why I'm a huge Final Fantasy fan. It's mm-hmm. just it's out of this world. I like cyberpunk. Mm-hmm. I like you know something that's just out of this world. That's my story. Like, are you gonna go see Blade Runner, man? Absolutely. Yeah. Who's in that? Is uh Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling in that? Yeah. Man, that guy. Every movie that he's in is a fucking killer movie. <laughs> he does not make. You know who I don't like? Who's that? Uh, Harrison, uh, Harrison Ford. Ford. I don't like him. Yeah. I think he's. I, I think he's like a terrible actor. Uh, every movie that he's in kind of waters it down for me. I don't know. There was a line that you said one time about Harrison Ford was, uh, "If he's in a picture or in a film or in a movie, he classes down the joint." <laughs> I don't, I don't think it was Harrison Ford that said that about. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah, it was somebody else. It was uh, it wasn't Tom Cruise. It might be Tom Cruise. I don't like Tom Cruise. Any movie that he's in, I know it's gonna be a bad movie. The only movie that I liked of his ever, 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 ever is Edge of Tomorrow. Only movie, and it could have been anybody. It didn't have to be him. Right. I like the movie outside of him. He right. could have been replaced by like fucking uh, Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> Who's his brother? Well, Liam Hemsworth. Liam I think he would have been fine. Which isn't a very good actor, but exactly. yeah, I'm totally down with cyberpunk. Like I like that aspect as well. Futuristic. I like post-apocalyptic. I like yeah, all these themes as well. But it, the last of a story is such a character driven. It's, it's a human story for sure. It is. It is definitely a human story, but it's character driven and it just, it touches you in all the right places, man. That's all it is. Does it touch me in all the right places? Yes, it does. Like what kind of places? <laughs> in your, in your, uh, in the cockles of your heart. Does it, does it touch me in my ankles? <laughs> it does. It's a good fucking game though, man. Like uh, I've been playing that one. And the then, Last of Us. Yeah. I tried to download that game. I think it was free on PS Plus. It might have been. I'm There's not sure. something on PlayStation Plus that I tried to download, and then come to I was uh, I go to download it, and it's like download. Uh, error and download download unsuccessful i'm like what the fuck and it turns out i don't have places in plus anymore it's expired 
<laughs> I had it like for three months. Like you pay like a uh, one price, you get it for three months. Right, right. And I did that, and then it didn't occur to me that I didn't re up. My three months was up. That's and crazy because usually it auto renews. Yeah, I mean you can opt out of that. Did you opt out of that? Yeah, I, I don't want to. I guess you. Had I do the to, same thing right. with uh, PlayStation View. Yeah, like if for it won't automatically just charge me. Yeah, I, I mean, think it. I think it does, but um, if I don't have enough, it'll just kick it back. Or mm-hmm. I, but it never. I always have to go in and do it, even mm-hmm. if I know I have it. It won't. It won't just auto renew, and I don't mind. The only one that does that for me is Netflix. That just comes through no matter what. Netflix right. always comes through. They uh, there was something I was reading about Netflix is at its peak right now. And I don't watch Netflix at all anymore. Uh, it's yeah. at its peak. Uh, uh, what's it called? Um, stock wise, it's at its highest price in stock. Right yeah, now. definitely. I think <laughs> there's more cord cutters now than ever. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But uh, there's they're producing so many Netflix originals. They're like, kind of that. I was. I'm glad you brought that up. I think that the more that they're coming out, the more it's watered down. I haven't watched one in a minute. There's just there's so many, and I think. The more that they make, the less good they are, right? Because yeah. the, the, their attention is who, everywhere. When you're trying to be good at everything, on who are they getting to write their stories? You're not great stuff. at anything. They're, it's like their teams are split up. That it's it it, I don't know. It cheapens everything now. Mm-hmm. When you have to make thing in, in mass, it's like it's less all hands on deck, and it's it's more hands on deck instead of right. all. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. It's more hands on deck than all hands on deck. If, if that makes any sense. It does make sense. Like, instead of just focusing your attention on a few stories, their attention is spread too thin. Right. And it's not as good. Like, I tried to get into Glow. I heard a lot of the good things about Glow. There was the... Um, right. The... Women's of Wrestling. The, right. What was it? The Glorious Ladies of Wrestling or something like that. I heard the show was really good. Mark Maron is in it. Um, it's like low-key a comedy, but... Right. You know, it's it's kind of character driven, um, and I heard a lot of good things. I try to get into it. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> and uh, the last show on Netflix that I really got into uh, was this, what came after Stranger. What came first, Stranger Things, or um, season two of Narcos? What was the latest one? One of the two, right? Season two of Narcos, probably think, right. That yeah. was the last Netflix show that I jumped into and watched all the way through. I haven't watched one since. That's it's, crazy. I try to watch Bloodline. That was one of their original shows. It's on season three, I think now. I know that the Castlevania came out with one recently. That's an anime. Yeah. But those animes, they're Netflix. They're not original. It's Netflix original. I know it says that, but that's not what they mean by it. Like, it's it's licensed. Where you can only watch it on Netflix, but Netflix didn't produce it. Yeah. Uh, Netflix has a lot of shows that way. Like, um... Uh, I know that they did that with Sherlock. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Where it's... You can only watch it on Netflix, but it's produced like third party. It's yeah, just it's licensed. Produced through the BBC. Yeah, because in other parts of the world, mm-hmm. it's not that way. It's not only on Netflix. Netflix is an option. Right, right. Or maybe in your side of the world, it's not even on Netflix. It's on, you know, whatever network. Right, right. But here in the States, there are some that are uh, Netflix original, but it's because you can only watch it on Netflix. Right, right. On this side of the pond. Uh, I don't know. The, the other show that I'm watching right now, I highly recommend it's Preacher. Yeah, I know. You've told me about that before, but um, I haven't been able to It's get one it. of those fantastical type of stories. If it's I can't a- watch it on the TV right here, I'm not going to watch it. I'm not, I don't watch movies. All right, motherfucker. I'm going to put it on Plex. Do that. And oh, you, you hooked go- me up. Tell him about Plex. Talk to him. All right. So <laughs> a mass storage uh, basically is 
you download everything to a hard drive, and then through that you can stream it. It's like a media network. Yeah, it's like it's your own home media, network, like your laptop. Um, it's kind of like Google Drive in a way, where you put yeah. photos and you can you can view it from any device exactly. anywhere. You just log in, and all your stuff is there. Exactly. It's the same thing with like this media, your movies yeah, and yeah. TV shows. Yeah. But I use it through Plex, and Plex is like very easy to set up. It was super easy. Yeah, I was really shocked how. Easy I remember it was. I put you on. Uh, I put you on Plex. Yeah, I never and, heard about it. Until you said something. About yeah, it. and then I started doing more research. I, I knew like, what it could do, right. but I didn't know the capacity. You know, I didn't. I I knew about it, because uh, one of my coworkers was like, "Try Plex if mm-hmm. you have it." I'm like, "Oh yeah, it's one of the apps on PlayStation 4. Uh, I d- didn't even know what it was. Right. Like, okay, I'll check it out. And it didn't do what I needed it to do because the PlayStation 4 is really limited. Right, right. Um, but yeah, I mean, you you, you hooked it up. You got so it I'll put I'll put all of Preacher first season because it's on second season right now, and I'll put the first season on there for you. What's Preacher about? Talk to me real quick. All right, so Preacher, what it is is um, basically it starts out with there there was a deal made between God and the devil. And they made this thing called Genesis. Constantine is making a TV show. There goes that. <laughs> and they made this entity called Genesis. And what Genesis is... is the first it, book of the Bible. Yeah. Right, right. But it, it it's an entity that likes to inhabit humans, right? And then it causes destruction and war. And then basically it's like a betting that God and the devil do. Like, which way is Genesis going to go this year or this time, right? And then the main character, his name is Jesse. And what he is, is he's a son of a preacher, right? And he gets inhabited with Genesis, right? And so then when he gets inhabited, Genesis does something completely different that it's never done before. And then during that, um, the story goes on with uh, him trying to figure out why he got inhabited with Genesis and what's happening. (laughs) Because, spoiler, I guess. Uh, they find information that God is no longer in heaven and the devil is no longer in hell. Well, the devil is never in hell. Right, but in terms of the show. That's like, um, what's that, uh, Dante's Inferno? Right, right. A lot of of people's understanding of hell is based off of fan fiction. Right. Because biblically speaking, um, a lot of what you know about hell, like the the pitchfork and the Mm -hmm. devil horns and uh satan rules hell no no satan doesn't rule hell satan just runs amok amongst us i mean according to the bible you know i don't really subscribe right right. but um that's the story but in the story of the show basically super super fan fiction yeah yeah god and that well it's based off a comic book Oh, okay. Called the the same name preacher, but it's like he's trying to find out what happened because they those religious figures are no longer in their place, and it's kind of making the world a, a living hell. Like there's a lot of thing that's happening on on Earth that shouldn't be happening because those figures aren't in those places. So he's using Genesis to figure that out, and the key factor is like there's a lot of like real craziness in the show like i can't believe this is happening and this is on tv type of thing like it totally seems like something that would be on hbo or something that you know what network is it on like uh, amc oh is it amc yeah yeah see amc is killer and see what's crazy is it's it's written well not written but it's produced by um seth rogan and uh evan goldberg really yeah 
The fucking uh, super bad crew. Yeah. Really them? Wow. Yeah. And they're like, they're completely like, they've shown behind the scenes footage and everything. And Seth Rogen's sitting right there and he's directing the homeboy and everything. So Who's the main uh, actor? He uh, was uh, Dominic Cooper. Dominic Dom- Cooper? Yeah. He was on Hot Ones recently. <laughs> he's yeah. probably putting up, you know, yeah. putting up the new the, season the, or whatever. Yep, exactly. Yeah. But it's it's a really good show. Like it it it's one of those ones that it takes a couple episodes before you really understand what's happening. But it's yeah, as soon as you understand, it's like fuck. I can't wait for the next episode. The reason why I asked you to you know to explain it to me is because it's the premise that will make it or break it for me. Right. And like the premise, like just the the. But the, it, there's a one I caveat know, I just... forgot to tell you. One of the buddies that he rides around with is a vampire. That ruins it for me. Are you kidding <laughs> Why? me? Why? It just seems so silly. That, that's that kind of thing. Like, what the fuck is happening in the show? It just seems too silly for me. I nah, man. Know. It's I'm it's very based really. in reality. I'm sure it is. So is X-Men. Yeah. So is the Avengers. It's like based in reality. Like it, when you think about the Avengers, it's like otherworldly. Right. But uh, okay, you can see that happening. Right. That's exactly how this is. It's like... Like enhanced humans. Like eventually... I mean, you can. I mean, we're talking about an entity that the god and devil made that possesses humans, but it's still based in some sort of. It's like okay, but then I have so many questions. Like, why would God uh, and why would God make a deal with someone who's not even his equal? Like, the God to the devil is like God to you, right? Like, you, what's the significance? There's no significance. These are things that they explain in the story. I don't, I know, but it's just like, it's, it needs to, uh, catch you. It's just, there, I bet Why, you their explanation what? is going to be beyond my, watch uh, the first couple episodes and then you'll see. You'll, you'll see the, the reason why it's like very, uh, that you have to watch the next episode. It's, it's just going to be a tough pill for me to swallow. Hey. You know, it's you like know, I drink drink a lot more than me. I can only, <laughs> uh, I can only lift my suspend my Belief, suspension of disbelief yeah, so I, much. I feel, it. I feel it. There's certain things that I'm like that with as well, but this is definitely one of those ones that immediately grabbed me right away. Uh, well, I think that is gonna do it for this one. Okay, yeah, but this is uh, this has been episode 15, the audio log, mediocre all stars. Twitter, Instagram. It's Rams. Um, we're not, I'm not really active on Instagram, but yeah, Twitter. Appreciate the listen. Uh, like and follow. Yeah, support. <laughs> Peace.